This week on Cinematic Sound Radio. We jump right back into our regular scheduled program, featuring some new releases, including The Great Wall, Resident Evil The Final Chapter, and Lego Batman. Chris Tilden's score to Divine is our video game selection of the week. We'll be featuring music from Jaws in our John Williams Weekly segment. Our re-recording of the week is a new recording of piano themes composed by Bruce Rowland. Our Golden Age selection is Franz Waxman's Peyton Place, and we'll celebrate the 40th anniversary of Jerry Fielding's The Gauntlet. My name is Eric Woods. Thank you very much for joining me. Sit back, kick up your feet and relax, as Cinematic Sound Radio begins now. Since 1996, this is Cinematic Sound. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the program. I'm Eric Woods, coming to you from Kitchener, Ontario, Canada. Hello to all of our listeners at WROCK Radio, Pod Tyrant, CinematicSound.net, and through iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play, or wherever else you're listening to podcasts these days. It's great to have you on board. If you are listening to this program on iTunes, then please take the time to rate and review the show. We greatly appreciate it. It really helps get the show noticed on the iTunes Music Store. To open up today's program, we'll begin with new music from Ramin Jawadi and the film The Great Wall, which is a historical fiction action-adventure monster film directed by Zhang Yimao and stars Matt Damon in the lead role. The film tells the story of European mercenaries who are searching for a black powder, and they become embroiled in the defense of the Great Wall of China against a horde of monstrous creatures. Composer Jawadi is really hitting his stride right now. First, he composed arguably the best music he's ever composed for Games of Thrones Season 6 last year. He's getting a lot of praise for his work on Westworld, and he has written one of the finest film scores of his career now for The Great Wall. A little bit of a note that before getting the job, James Horner was originally slated to score this film, but due to his untimely death in 2015, Jawadi was selected to supply the epic music for this film. Now, director Zhang Yimao and Ramin Jawadi discussed that the use of female choir singing a 2,000-year-old Chinese poem would be the film's dominant theme. That musical device, along with Western and Eastern musical elements, come together and provide the musical voice of this film. So here now is Ramin Jawadi's score from The Great Wall.
music from the original motion picture soundtrack to The Great Wall, with original score composed by Ramin Jawadi. And the original soundtrack recording is available on Milan Records. You're listening to the film, television, and video game music radio show, Cinematic Sound. Welcome back to the show. Up next is our John Williams selection of the week. Now, from now until March 17th, we are going to be playing selections from the two Steven Spielberg and John Williams collaboration recordings that were done with the Boston Pops Orchestra in the early to mid-90s. These two albums featured newly recorded suites of music from the entire Steven Spielberg and John Williams collaboration up until 1993. Since then, fans have been wanting a third recording, and in mid-March of this year, we are finally going to get it. Sony Classical will be releasing the John Williams and Steven Spielberg, the ultimate collection for CD set, which will include the first two recordings, as well as a third brand new album featuring 16 tracks with music from such films as Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, War Horse, Tintin, Lincoln, Catch Me If You Can, and many more, including a new recording of Marion's theme from Raiders of the Lost Ark, as well as a fourth disc with a 22-minute documentary, including new interviews with Steven Spielberg and John Williams. It's pretty cool, huh? So, I thought we'd play some music from the first two albums, starting with Jaws, Steven Spielberg's 1975 breakout hit. This was the first ever summer blockbuster, and John Williams won his second Academy Award, this was the first time, however, he had won for Best Original Score. So in this suite, we're going to hear the three Jaws recordings Williams did for the first two albums, starting with the iconic main theme recorded for the first album. We'll then skip over to the second album, and we'll hear a spirited performance of the Barrel Chase cue. And then we'll jump back to the first album and a concert version of Out to Sea and the Shark Cage Fugue. Here now is music from 1975's Jaws, with original score composed by John Williams and performed by the Boston Pops Orchestra.
That was music from the 1975 film Jaws, with original score by John Williams, performed by the Boston Pops Orchestra. And that recording, actually those two recordings, the Williams and Spielberg collaboration and Williams on Williams, are both available on Sony Classical. The home for film, television, and video game music since 1996. This is Cinematic Sound. Welcome back to the show. Up next is music from a new Varez Saraband Records recording called Bruce Rowland, The Man from Snowy River, and Other Themes for Piano. During the 1960s, Bruce Rowland worked with the pop group The Strangers. He also backed the most popular recording artists at the time, and he was touring with many international artists, including Roy Orbison and the Beach Boys. In the mid-60s, Roland also wrote music for children's television programs. In the 80s, Roland started work on some ambitious film projects, writing the scores for some of Australia's most successful films. His first film was The Man from Snowy River in 1982, which saw the soundtrack achieve double platinum status and won Roland his first-ever AFI award. Following this tremendous success, Roland then wrote the score for Farlap in 1983 and Rebel in 1985, winning him a further two AFIs. Since then, Roland has written the scores for over 40 films in Australia and the United States. For this new recording, Bruce Roland, who always wanted to revisit some of his TV and film themes, recently was asked to do a piano concerto in Sydney, Australia. And around that time, he started working on piano sketches for Snowy River 1 and 2. During this time, he also explored some other forgotten scores and decided to record them for solo piano as well. So that's how we get this album, which is a 12-track long album running just over 40 minutes in length, featuring Bruce Rowland himself on the piano. Here now are two selections. First of all, the All the Rivers Run theme from the television miniseries, and then the suite from The Man from Snowy River. Here is Bruce Rowland performing on piano from a brand new recording from Varez Saraband Records called The Man from Snowy River and other themes for piano. Thank you. 
That was the piano suite from The Man from Snowy River, as well as the main theme from All the Rivers Run. All music composed and performed by Bruce Rowland, and all of that comes off a new recording from Verez Saraban Records called The Man from Snowy River and other themes for piano. You're listening to Cinematic Sound with your host, Eric Woods. Welcome back. Our last selection this hour comes from Resident Evil, the final chapter. This is a new film, which hopefully is the conclusion to somehow the wildly popular Resident Evil film series. They are utterly ridiculous. This film picks up immediately after the events in Resident Evil Retribution, where Alice, played by Mila Jovovich, is the only survivor of what was meant to be humanity's final stand against the undead. Now she must return to where the nightmare began, the Hive in Raccoon City, where the Umbrella Corporation is gathering its forces for a final strike against the only remaining survivors of the apocalypse. Now, this film series began in 2002, and since then there have been five sequels, all loosely based on the Japanese video game franchise of the same name by Capcom. Paul W.S. Anderson has either directed or produced each of the films in the series and has returned to the director's chair for this new film. The composers and musicians that have worked in this series include Marco Beltrami, Marilyn Manson, Jeff Dana, Charlie Clauser, and Tom and Andy. This very dark and atmospheric, noisy original score for this new film was composed by Paul Haslinger. Following the successful run with the beloved electronic group Tangerine Dream, Haslinger has enjoyed a career in scoring for film and television, working on such projects as Fear the Walking Dead and the Underworld series of films. This new score is a mix of some traditional orchestral sounds with grinding guitars, moaning synthesizers, and industrial influence, with more than a tip of a cap to Daft Punk and Joe Trapanese in Tron Legacy. There you have it. Here's music from Resident Evil, the final chapter. The original soundtrack recording is available on Milan Records. Music composed by Paul Haslinger. My name is Alice, and this is my story. The end of my story. Of my story. Of my story. My story.
streaming on the web since 1996. This is Cinematic Sound. Welcome back to Cinematic Sound Radio. My name is Eric Woods. This is the show dedicated to the music of film, television, and video games. I hope you're enjoying today's program. This is our second and final hour. Up next, we have a fantastic score to play for you. It's brand new, and it comes from new animated movie called Lego Batman. Now, this film is a spinoff of the wonderful The Lego Movie, which came out a few years ago, became a worldwide phenomenon, and it was one of my favorite movies of the past couple of years, and for some unknown reason, didn't even get a sniff at the Academy Awards, didn't even get a nomination for Best Animated Film, even though it was one of the best-reviewed films of the year. Weird stuff. If you still haven't seen the Lego movie, check it out. It's not just for kids. It is an absolute riot. Now, there's a spinoff called Lego Batman. Will Arnett once again voices Batman, and Arnett, of course, stole the show in the fabulous Lego movie a few years ago. Scoring this film is Lorne Balfe, a Scottish-born composer from the Hans Zimmer School of Film Composing, who has a boatload of skill and talent, and it's great to see him getting some high-profile solo projects like this one. Balfe got his big break, scoring Megamind, which he scored with Zimmer as well. He also has worked in the video game industry and on television programs. His score to Lego Batman is absolutely bonkers, but in a good way. The score is just bursting with energy. A good majority of the score is of the up-tempo variety, with the Red Hot Chili Peppers drummer Chad Smith bashing the crap out of his drum kit in some of the most insanely composed action pieces you're going to hear all year, and it's only February. Thematically, harmonically, and tonally, the score is influenced by the many Batman scores that came before it. While the score is a parody of those scores, Balfe's take on that music is respectfully done. Composers Hefty, Elfman, Walker, Goldenthal, Zimmer, and Howard all have their scores lovingly imitated in Balfe's work for Lego Batman. Some of the examples are Zimmer's 5-4 Bane rhythms from The Dark Knight Rises, the tense Joker motif from The Dark Knight, and there's also gut-busting cameos of Neil Hefty's Batman theme from the 1960s television series integrated into the score as well. I'm sure when you listen to the rest of the score, you're going to discover all the other cameos yourself. It's great to hear a Batman score that's just all-around fun again. We haven't heard something this lively and boisterous since Goldenthal's work in the 1990s for Batman Forever and Batman and Robin. Here now is music from Lego Batman with original score composed by Lorne Balfe.
ridiculously entertaining score from Lego Batman, with original score composed by Lauren Balfe, and the original soundtrack recording is available on Water Tower Music. Bringing you the very best of original music composed for films, television, and video games, this is Cinematic Sound. Welcome back to the program. Our Golden Age selection of the week comes from my favorite Golden Age film composer, Franz Waxman. And if you're unfamiliar with his work, he composed the iconic music for such films as The Bride of Frankenstein, Terrace Bulba, Sunset Boulevard, and Rebecca, among others. Peyton Place, released in 1957 and was based on the best-selling novel released a year earlier, starred Lana Turner and Hope Lang. The film was produced by Jerry Wald and was directed by Mark Robson, for whom Franz Waxman had many successful collaborations with. The film is an expose of the residents of a small fictional New England mill town in the years surrounding World War II. The score by Franz Waxman is one of his finest efforts, featuring one of the most memorable film melodies. In researching this score, I found this quote about the theme on Franz Waxman's official site. Quote, In addition to the thematic material attached to certain characters in the leitmotivic manner, there is another important theme which underlines every one of the main narrations in the picture. The theme also acts as a curtain raiser on the main title, end quote. And that was quoted from Franz Waxman himself. Producer Jerry Wall described Waxman's score this way during the recording sessions. Quote, Every musician on the lot is highly enthusiastic about Franz Waxman's score to Peyton Place. From Alfred Newman on down to the members of the orchestra who recognized the score as a masterful job and a great achievement in scoring. Mr. Waxman is one of the few musicians I know who does not think that the film is accompanying his music. He makes his music work for the picture. He adds dimension to the storytelling by his sound effects in music. He also has the dramatic insight which tells him when to stop the music. When people view the chase in the woods, for instance, they will find that suddenly, at its height, the music stops and all that is heard is the breathing of the people involved in the chase and the natural sounds in the woods at the night. End quote. The film was meticulously spotted. For a Golden Age production, Waxman only scored 53 minutes of the two hour and 30 minute runtime. In 2000, Verez Saraban Records released a new recording of the score with conductor Frederick Talgorn conducting the Royal Scottish National Orchestra. Here now is that recording of Peyton Place with music by Franz Waxman.
That was Frederick Talgorn conducting the Royal Scottish National Orchestra in a performance of Franz Waxman's Peyton Place. That recording, done in 2000, was available on Verez Saraband Records. Streaming on the web since 1996, this is Cinematic Sound. Welcome back to the show. Up next is our video game score of the week, and we're going to play music from a new game called Divide. Now, Divide is a character-driven science fiction action-adventure game with a modern take on isometric adventures of the past. In the game, you search for clues that reveal new insight into the story, interact with fully realized characters, and combat enemies by hacking out of sight or launching a direct assault. The game was created by Exploding Tuba Studios, founded by designer Jonathan Shaw and composer Chris Tilden. The two are old college friends, and when the television show Fringe ended, Chris Tilden was looking for something else to do. He and his buddy bounced ideas off each other, and due to the success of independent games on consoles, Chris Tilden and Jonathan Shaw launched Exploding Tuba in 2012. Divide is their first game. Now, Chris Tilden worked on various aspects of the game, from story to level creation, so with intimate knowledge of the game, Composing the score for the game was much easier than writing one for someone else. Tilden was able to construct ideas early on in the process and develop them as the game developed. The score he created is really good. It's a mix of electronic and symphonic sensibilities. Think something along the lines of John Powell's Bourne scores or Tron Legacy. I really like it. Here now, Chris Tilden's music from the video game Divide.
Music from the original game soundtrack to Divide, with original score composed by Chris Tilden. You can pick up the score by going to Chris Tilden's Bandcamp page at christilden.bandcamp.com, and there you have three options. You can pick up the original Divide soundtrack, the Deluxe Edition soundtrack, or the Divide EP soundtrack. And click on one of the links, and you can pay up to uh, 10 bucks. For this score. It's really, really well done. It's great to hear new music by Chris Tilden again. Well, we sadly come to the end of yet another edition of Cinematic Sound Radio. 
Thanks to everyone at W Rock Radio for helping me get this show on the W Rock airwaves, especially Sherry Emily, who takes my show each and every week and uploads it to the W Rock Radio servers. We're also part of the Pod Tyrant network of podcasts, and thanks to everyone at Pod Tyrant for all of their support. Feel free to reach out to Cinematic Sound Radio by emailing me at cinematicsound at yahoo.com. Also, don't forget to visit cinematicsound.net. I also want to thank Tim Burden for lending us his voice for all the bumpers and stingers you hear throughout the program, and, of course, composer David Cosina for writing Cinematic Sound Radio's intro music. Up next, we're going to celebrate the 40th anniversary of the film Gauntlet, which was directed by Clint Eastwood in 1977. Eastwood also stars in the film, and he plays a down-and-out cop who falls in love with a prostitute for whom he is assigned to escort from Las Vegas to Phoenix in order for her to testify against the mob. It's a crazy over-the-top film, really entertaining. And the score for the film was composed by Jerry Fielding, a man whose work we don't play often on this show, and we really need to remedy that. He wrote some terrific jazz-infused scores in the 60s and 70s, including one of the Dirty Harry films, The Enforcer, which Lalo Schifrin was unable to work on. That's where Fielding met Eastwood. Fielding also worked with Eastwood that same year, 1976, on The Outlaw Josie Wales. And a year later, Fielding was tapped to score The Gauntlet. Of the ten cuts on the soundtrack album, only two were used in their entirety in the film, and some of the cues weren't even written to picture. The score is action crime jazz all the way, featuring some incredible talent like Art Pepper and John Faddis. Pepper, a veteran sax player and clarinetist, was one of Eastwood's favorite musicians. Faddis, however, was only 24 at the time of the recording, but was gaining a reputation for his dynamite trumpet work. We're going to play for you right now the Perseverance Records release of The Gauntlet, again released in 1977, featuring music by Jerry Fielding. This is Cinematic Sound Radio. My name is Eric Woods, and I've been your host for the past two hours of film music. Thank you very much for joining me, and until next time, take care and happy listening.
you for listening to Cinematic Sound Radio. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns about the program, please email us at cinematicsound at yahoo.com. Don't forget to check us out at Cinematic Sound at cinematicsound.net on the web, Sound Radio on Twitter, and Cinematic Sound on Facebook. And if you listen to us on iTunes, why don't you take a moment right now to rate the show and write a brief review. All ratings and reviews help us get noticed on iTunes. And don't forget to tell your friends about the program as well. Share this show on your favorite social media network. We really appreciate all the support. And don't forget to check out our affiliates at WRock Radio at WRockRadio.com and PodTyrant at PodTyrant.com.